1: Welcome to the Shit Show. Welcome to the world of the media.
0: Guys. Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of our political series. Woohoo. I'm actually so pumped for this episode. I know. We love going into episodes where we have done our own research separately and we're going to learn stuff from each other. It's really random. Such a good friendship. Anyway, what are we talking about today, Roots? So today we are going to be taking you through the Democratic nominee for the US presidential election.
1: Is Joe Biden a vegan? No, Joe Biden's not a vegan. Although my wife is pushing me. So guys, this is part one of a few parts that we're gonna do. So today we're talking about Joe Biden and his background, how he got to now. And then in following parts, we're gonna go through, obviously, Donald Trump. And then we're gonna take a deep dive into their policies.
0: So here's the story, folks.
1: Okay, Rubes, can you start us off with the life and times of Joe Biden?
0: I sure can. So he grew up in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Scranton? And, yeah. From so, the office? Yep. Yeah, so if anyone, if that sounds familiar, that is where The Office, the greatest show of all time, was set. That is where Biden was born. So, He's got my vote. Yeah, very iconic. We love that. Um, He grew up in a middle class family and was the oldest child of four. Just brushing over his childhood a little bit, he... Grew up with a debilitating stutter, which he was bullied for, however... Sorry, it's just... <laughs> that I stuttered.
1: Uh, is Joe Biden an actor? <laughs> you can tell by this, no, Joe Biden's not an actor. I'm not very good at playing anything but myself. I used to be a very bad stutterer when I was a kid and all through high school. That wasn't the reason I wasn't an actor, but I, I've always felt self-conscious about trying to be something that I wasn't, and that actually requires you to be able to do that.
0: So he grew up with a stutter. However, he has also always wanted to be the president since he was a kid. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, He studied law in university and briefly worked as an attorney before turning to politics. He was elected for the U.S. Senate from Delaware in 1972 and became the sixth youngest senator in American history. So he's actually run for president twice before. This is his third time running. Holy shit. I think I knew that he ran once. I did not know he'd already run twice. Yeah, he's been in the game for a long time. So initially he ran in 1988. He was 44 and was considered a bit of a different candidate. Something more exciting than the other Democratic candidates running. And... Lawrence Barrett, who is a former Time Magazine correspondent who profiled Biden during his 88 run, said something that basically encapsulated Biden and his whole career right up until now, and he said Biden's mouth is both his greatest asset and his greatest liability. Which, if you know Biden, you know that this has definitely been a bit of his downfall. He has been self-described gaff machine.
1: Did he self-describe himself as yes. gaffe machine? <laughs> I kind of stand. So at least he's a self-aware. Yeah, like king. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's a self-aware king. We'll give him that. Gaff uh, machine. <laughs> it's really funny. I guess we kind of are too. Yeah, we, we are partial to a few yes. This ultimately led to his failed candidacy in 88 when a video surfaced that showed Biden had plagiarized the UK Labour Party leader Neil Kinnock's speech in a debate.
1: And I started thinking as I was coming over here, why is it that Joe Biden is the first in his family ever to go to a university? Why am I the first Kinnock? Connect- in a thousand generations to be able to get the university. Why is it that my wife, who's sitting out there in the audience, is the first in her family to ever go to college? Why is Glennis the first woman in her family, in a thousand generations, to be
0: able to get the university? So... After this instance, more videos came to light where he had borrowed other passages from speeches without giving credit. This is obviously when you're running for president. You can't do that. All eyes are on you. Yeah, so it got him in a bit of hot water. He apologised and his aide said that, you know, it was Biden's way of paying homage to leaders of the past. However, the final blow for the campaign came when Newsweek released footage of Biden saying that he had... Graduated in the top half of his law school when in fact he'd ranked 76 out of 85. So it was these kind of lies stretching of the truth and the gaff machines that led to Biden losing out on the trust of the Democrats in 88 and ultimately dropping out of the race. His second run was then in 2008 when of course he was coming up against Obama for his first run and then also Hillary Clinton. So against some really big names. Classic Joe, he got off to a rocky start on the same day that he announced his candidacy. He made a mega gaffe about Obama, who would of course go on to win the election. So not a good way to start it off. When asked about Obama, Biden described him as the first mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and clean and a nice looking guy. So, the very first, yeah, it did not get taken well at all, no. which is fair enough. The comment obviously blew up, and Biden immediately expressed regret and apologized to Obama, who publicly let him off the hook, saying, I have no problem with Joe Biden.
1: And what was the context of that? Was he trying to be nice and compliment Obama,
0: or he was asked about Obama's appeal, okay, and that was his response, which is not giving nearly enough credit to Obama at all.
1: Or to the rest of the African-American community that are articulate and bright and represented well.
0: So Biden ended his presidential bid when he finished fifth place in the Iowa caucus with only 1% of the vote. So a big reason for this loss was that many voters expressed not really knowing who Biden was or what he stood for. And next to the other candidates, he just did not stand out. Of course, then Obama picks Biden as his vice president. At this time, I feel like the pairing might have seemed a bit odd, especially considering Biden's earlier comment. Mm. However, this was definitely a strategic pick from Obama. He was a newcomer, but he promised change, which is what everybody loved about Obama. However, Biden, as his running mate, filled all the gaps in Obama's resume. He filled all the gaps as well. (laughs) (laughs) he sure did um and you know Biden was a more safer pick and people knew that he had been in the senate for a long time and was definitely a reliable guy so of course this is what formed to be what we all know and love is the Obama and Biden bromance love them while we all knew Biden I only really knew Biden as Obama's VP, but I feel like there's a huge part of Biden's life that I was unaware of, and that was his pretty tragic well, extremely tragic past and what was going on behind the scenes of his political career. So, when Biden was 29 and he was first elected to the Senate in 1972, he was married with three young children. Only three weeks later, the family were hit by a tractor trailer at an intersection, which killed his wife, Nelia. And his one-year-old daughter, Naomi. Uh, His three-year-old son, Bo broke his leg as a result of the crash. And Hunter, who was four, had a skull fracture. It's
1: fucking tragic. And I feel like his family life... Well, you said before that he was kind of... When he was running, no one really knew about Biden. They didn't know who Biden was. And I wonder if that's his choice for people not to know all of this about him. Or if it just gets looked over.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm actually not sure. Biden at the time reportedly considered quitting politics to take care of his son, but his colleagues convinced him to continue on. And he was actually sworn in as senator at his son Beau's bedside in hospital in early 1973, which is a really sweet moment, I think. So Biden could continue to care and see his sons while he was a senator. He took an hour and a half train ride back and forth from D.C. to his home,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: every day each way every day so he could be there and watch his sons grow up and then five years after the car accident biden married jill jacobs and in 1981 they welcomed their daughter ashley which is their only child together so jill spoke at the democratic national convention of the grief that has Encompass Biden's life and she said, I fell in love with a man and two little boys standing in the wreckage of unthinkable loss, mourning a wife and mother, a daughter and sister. I never imagined at the age of twenty six I would be asking myself, How do you make a broken family whole? Which I mean, that kind of makes me want to tear up. I I think it's really beautiful. And unfortunately, that was not the last tragedy in Biden's life. In 2015, Biden's oldest child, Beau, died of brain cancer at age 46. Beau was Delaware's state attorney general and had spent time in Iraq as an army judge advocate. Biden spoke of Beau's death, saying, My son was better than me. He was better than me in every way. Jill has also spoke about Bo's death at the convention and said, four days after Bo's funeral, I watched Joe shave and put on his suit. I saw him steal himself in the mirror, take a breath, put his shoulders back and walk out into the world empty of our son.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) I know, I'm getting emotional. Yeah.
0: Me and Ruby have just had to take a wee break because we're actually both crying at this
1: point. (laughs) It's quite sad. It is. It's
0: fucking tragic. He went back to work That's just who he is. There are times when I couldn't even imagine how he did it. He put one foot in front of the other and kept going. But I've always understood why he did it. This is definitely one of Joe Biden's great strengths that the world definitely does not give enough credit for is his power of empathy for one, but also his strength and Mm. resilience that he's had to deal with such personal tragedies, but has kept going as such this reliable figure in public life. And to definitely have to deal with that kind of tragedy on a public stage as well, with the world watching, especially when he was vice president and losing his son. You know, he's not without his faults, but I think, you know, to see Biden as potentially a president capable of humanness and empathy, which is what we have been missing for the past four exactly. years. And
1: collective grief.
0: Yeah. It's just worlds better than what we're what dealing with. Now. And what you're
1: about to hear about from yeah. Donald Trump. I also think the fact that he he hasn't capitalized off of no. his tragedies. He is Grown and taking them in his stride and worked for the life that the people that he've lo- he's lost don't get to have. Mm. He's continued to work for everyone else despite having this
0: huge loss. I just yeah. think he's done an amazing job because nobody would blame him and when he first lost his wife and his daughter, he stepped back. you yeah. know like that is so fair, and I think many people would it would be totally understandable, but the fact that he was able to keep going. Is incredible and look where he is now
1: and credit to Jill too who would have really helped raising the kids and yeah, helping him
0: definitely so of course now on to Joe's 2020 run this is his third bid for president he came in with obviously huge name recognition looking to appeal to the Democrats but also to the swing voters and Republican voters who are just absolutely done with Trump but however is in classic Joe style again it has not been smooth sailing In 2019, he led most of the national polls as the preferred Democratic candidate. However, in the first two primary contests in Iowa and New Hampshire, Biden did not even rank in the top three, which I mean, I remember thinking personally he was out, you know, he was done for. But then he brought it back in the South Carolina primary, which he won in a landslide And this completely re-solidified his run and Mm -hmm. also his support. His fellow running mates who had pulled out were also very quick to endorse Biden over Bernie Sanders, which again gave Biden that Mm. edge. And then Super Tuesday came around, which is basically a day where a number of American states hold their primaries all on the same day. And therefore, the results of this day hold a lot of weight. On Super Tuesday, Biden was able to pull ahead of Sanders, leading Bernie to pull out, and Biden became the presumptive Democratic nominee.
1: Woo!
0: <laughs> which I can't lie, I was upset about. I, know. I was a huge Sanders supporter, but you know Joe's great too, and we can totally get behind him. He's of course since then been officially nominated. If elected, he will be the oldest president in the history of the United States, and. Kamala Harris, who is his chosen running mate, would be the first African-American and first Asian-American vice president. So that's basically Joe Biden. I feel like I need to catch my breath. We got a bit emotional. Yeah,
1: you did a great job teaching me, and I'm sure everyone listening, about his life, the good, the bad, and the gaffes.
0: Yeah, the (laughs) the good, the bad, the gaffes. (laughs) His memoir. (laughs) It It sums it up. So I think, lastly, will Joe be able to shake his Uncle Joe status and present himself as a serious contender? He became this lovable and silly wingman to Obama that earned him the respect of the public. But I think it took everyone a while to actually take him seriously and be able to trust the country potentially being in his hands mm-hmm. and of course he's not without his blunders. In part two I'll get into what Joe actually stands for and we'll definitely chat more about his gaffes and you know kind of scandals as well but also how as a politician he's grown into this candidate that can really be a light, not only for Democrats but Republicans as well. He can, I think, he can really bring the whole country together after what has been a really dark four years. Mm-hmm. So that's Joe Biden for y'all. Wow! Thank you so much,
1: guys. Tune in on Friday for your dose of Donald Trump's background. And this episode is fucking juicy and really, to be honest, quite disgusting. So. If you want to know about the ugly history of Donald Trump, his upbringing, his dodgy dealings, his racism and the way he treats women, tune in to Friday's episode.
0: I mean, I hope you've enjoyed or I hope you felt something Mm. throughout this episode. Because we certainly have oh got it all. As always, you can find us on Instagram at the shit show with lots of underscores. Also, shit you should care about. Our website, shit you should care about.com. You can come and find us in the Facebook group, the shit you should care about squad. And you can flick us an email at hi at shit you should care about.com.
1: So guys, we absolutely love it, and it helps us so much when you share that you're listening to the Shit Show. Check it on your Insta stories, and we will share it. We love seeing where and how you're listening, and you know, check us a
0: review if you like the episode, and if you don't, you know, you can keep your opinions to yourself. It's, it's fine. Keep yourself your own podcast. <laughs> As always, lovely to have you here. Thanks so much, guys. See you Bye. next time.